This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. I was traveling with my family, enjoying the new feature that I added to my GPS, traffic routing. It's a feature that detects when construction or traffic jams are in your path, and it automatically chooses an alternate route for you. And as I was driving, the map on the GPS took us off of the interstate and right into the middle of downtown. And through what seemed like a hundred stop signs, we ended up driving at a snail's pace rather than the NASCAR lanes that are on the interstate. The strange part is that all of a sudden, this became the norm. Everywhere I traveled, I'd be pretending to be Jeff Gordon only to become driving Miss Daisy. And suddenly I realized that I was taking detours where there were no traffic jams. I would drive along at a fast-paced interstate roads, and then I would exit to nice little roads with country houses or buildings that were built at the turn of the century. I realized that I had been played. <laughs> sure enough, when I went into the settings of my GPS, I found that somebody had played a prank on me. And though I thought it was one of the greatest pranks that I had ever seen in my lifetime, it made me slightly unhappy. Someone had changed the settings of my GPS device from fastest route to scenic route. Honestly, this was a very good prank. And I can take it as well as I can give it. I laughed so hard that I nearly had to pull the car over just to wipe the tears. The sad part was that I had no idea who did it, so I had no chance to return the favor. Maybe with this video, I can find out who I should reimburse. I got back onto the interstate from the nice rolling hills of nowhere, and I thought to myself, you know, this was not the greatest prank. This pales in comparison to what I grew up with. My GPS was giving me road signs. It was telling me the pathway in which to follow. And somebody had changed that device giving me false road signs and a different path to follow. But in the end, the device was still going to lead me to my destination. 
But I had been duped before by a man who is still worshipped by hundreds of thousands. I had been given road signs from a man who changed the final destination and had been given a detour that pointed to that man himself. It would be as if my GPS had given me a detour that led to a dead-end street in the middle of nowhere where some hippie dude is passing out psychedelic mushrooms. It would make you feel good while you're there, but after a while, you would start to realize that you were going nowhere. <laughs> Early in William Branham's ministry, when he was associated with the old order of the apostolic faith and early Pentecostalism, the road signs were very good, very similar to real road signs. Christianity is for everyone who believes in Christ, and there is no organization in God's eyes. The Baptists can sit down with the Methodists and praise the same Jesus Christ that the Pentecostal or the Lutheran can worship early on. Under the teachings of Ern Baxter, William Branham was corralled into boundaries that stayed within reason, a fence that did not cross the line between a small detour and that dead-end hippie road. Baxter was the preacher, or the teacher, and Branham just prayed for the sick. But some of the road signs started feeling like tourist attractions. Here's an angel, and I can tell you that it looked just like Avok the Armenian. I don't do the healing my angel does. And if I can get you to believe in me, bypass Christ, you can be healed even from cancer. There are people who enjoy touristy places, attractions that draw a hundred men in Bermuda shorts and Hawaiian t-shirts with their wives screaming endlessly at their children. I have met people who spend their tight budgets on these places. Tourist traps are generally on the road just before the destination, and the destination itself is awe-inspiring. You can head to the Grand Canyon, which is one of the great wonders of this nation, but right before you get there, you're going to find a trap to catch all these people. Or you head down to Walt Disney World in Florida, and you watch as these road signs try to snare you into some other amusement before you get to see the wonderful world that Disney created. This angel attraction Branham came up with works so well with the tourists along life's highway that he changed his original commission story from the old man on the mountain in the 1945 tract, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, and he started a new tourist attraction in 1947 with How an Angel Came to Me. And many fell into that trap. But we find men who see the huge amount of money that these touristy people will spend on these tourist traps. These men do not just hit one attraction. You'll find the same companies in tourist traps for multiple attractions. William Branham was no different. That same angel that appealed to those who were thrilled with Avok the Armenian would work for other attractions as well. So for those that decided to move and stay in the tourist attraction where John Alexander Dowie was camped, Branham would change the description of that angel to fit another attraction. The angel would now have a cousin, one that looked like John Alexander Dowie. The companies that spread 
the tourist traps also know that in any business you must direct the people to come to you otherwise you'll spend your lifetime trying to go after them so what do they do they put up road signs along the highway pointing people to come to their establishments and Branham did the same for the rest of his life Branham would place road signs along life's highway so much they would clutter the road and many think <laughs> that these road signs are conflicting we find Branham teaching that Jesus Christ was Michael the Archangel yet we find him also teaching that Christ is above the angels we find him teaching that there can be no eternal sonship because Christ was created and anything created cannot be eternal but then he also put up a road sign that said Christ was eternal having no beginning and no end people do not realize this but there are arrows at the very bottom of the road signs they're so busy reading the conflicting messages that Branham gives that they miss the directions at the bottom of the sign can you imagine if there were a hundred road signs for tourist traps that have no exit numbers where do you get off the road we'll miss the tourist trap before we get to the main attraction these conflicting doctrines they're not conflicting at all they're just road signs with different exit numbers if you want to stop at the Jehovah's Witness tourist trap just follow the signs where Branham taught that Michael the Archangel was Jesus Christ or that Jehovah the Old Testament was Jesus of the New Testament that one's a little tiny amusement park before the ginormous part because he took the words of Charles Taze Russell teaching that Jesus of the New Testament was Jehovah of the Old Testament and he just reversed them word for word maybe you're looking for the Dowie tourist trap the one where Branham claimed to be Malachi 4's Elijah just like Dowie did or how there will be an elite group of Christians that God cares about more than the rest of the Christians this little bride and the rest of them will be servants to the little bride the one where Branham promoted himself as a prophet if you don't like that attraction you can easily find the one that will appeal to the Baptists remember that's the one where he preached that he pretended <laughs> to be in a Baptist minister early in his career instead of the Pentecostal preacher he really was this is the one where he strictly denied being a prophet you said that not me <laughs> or maybe you want the Catholic attraction that's the one where the Pope has to be in full control of the interpretation of Scripture it's of no private interpretation let me interpret it for you that's the Catholic one this is the one where Branham prayed to the Holy Spirit and he called the Holy Spirit the third person of the Trinity while other road signs he obviously taught against this you might like the modalistic oneness touristy place the one that appealed to the Pentecostals where Branham taught that God is one like your finger that one went over well in South Africa in the apostolic faith missions or maybe you want to go somewhere in between maybe you want to take the dualist tourist trap maybe that's the one for you the one where Branham did not believe the Trinity but did not believe the oneness and he says that how can Jesus and the Father be one <laughs> there's gotta be two it's funny because when you take these tourist traps in real life 
you'll find these long lines with expensive tickets and in the end you're gonna find some little country bumpkin who can do a trick after you've paid the fees for your entire family and you've realized that you could have bought at least two or maybe even three tickets to the real attraction you feel taken and some people like this if you're in one of those camps maybe you will like the fake African witch doctor tourist trap that Branham established you remember this is the one where the fake witch, do witch doctor seemed to know the American jingle shave and a haircut two bits <laughs> this one cracks me up I have to read it 1961 questions and answers he says I seen the snake dancers dancing on the desert when they wrap the big snake around them and they go along speaking the wizard came out like that and they'd have to speak in tongues and interpret it I've been in their witch camps where they'd lay a pencil down like that and put a book down like this and the pencil run up and down the stovepipe and play shave and a haircut two bits <laughs> and write in unknown tongues and the wizard would interpret it and tell it exactly what happened I, I know that myself see <laughs> imagine a witch doctor who knows shave and a haircut <laughs> two bits <laughs> there are people who go to these tourist traps and they never come back there are those who save up the money for a vacation and they spend it all in these trips to the tourist trap and return home defeated but there are some who go to the tourist traps just to see what it's all about they're very very careful easily not to be taken by some trick magic wonders to steal their money those people continue on to the real attraction whether it's Mount Rushmore or Yellowstone or more these are the ones who realize that William Branham's ministry was nothing more than someone fiddling with their GPS device and somehow managed to break it in the process in first Thessalonians 1 Paul is very thankful that there is a people who do not take these detours and spend their life's money on them and he's thankful that he only had to place one sign for the real attraction Jesus Christ and they followed that sign without without even exiting the highway he says we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers we remember before God our Father your work produced by faith your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ now since there are usually good people who are taken by these tourist traps I want to read the next part of Paul's letter and talk about it a little the very next verse Paul says this for we know brothers and sisters loved by God that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply by words but also with power and with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction road signs of tourist traps will often take the words used by the main attraction and twist them up a little bit and give you something that sounds better if it didn't sound better why else would you go there and waste your time Branham did the same with that one verse that I read to you the word power I did not come to you as simple words but I had 
Prayer cards! I can heal the sick. You don't even need to believe Christ. Don't even need to go to the main attraction. My angel said that all I had to do is get you to believe me, William Branham. Notice the rest of the sentence, though. Paul did not come simply with words. He came with words, capital W, that had power. Words that had conviction. Words that were sharper than a two-edged sword, cutting to the heart. There was no fake signs and wonders. Paul did not have to have a people write their names and their addresses on a prayer card so he could do a trick. Paul did not need any trick. He was the host of the main attraction, Jesus Christ. And most, as host, he did not need to elevate himself. All he had to do was hold up a single finger that pointed to the main attraction. All the rest would fall into place all by itself. He says next, he says, You know how we lived among you for our sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering, with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. He says that they believed the same thing that he did. The message that he speaks is not the message of William Branham. It's the message that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many natural wonders have you visited in your lifetimes where you were standing over awe-inspiring beauty like Yellowstone or the massive force of Niagara Falls? And then some little bozo tour guide says, Look at me! I can do a trick! Watch this! <laughs> Probably none. Because nobody would care about the little sideshow freak in the corner that's pointing to the awe of nature. They would only care of what he is pointing to. The attraction. The attraction itself is so great that there needs to be no marketing campaigns of hundreds of road signs that make it seem bigger than it really is. Usually there are only signs of directions on how to get there. Why? It's because those who have seen the main attraction will tell others of how great it is. And the same goes for the Thessalonians. Listen to what Paul says next. He says, The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report of what kind of reception you gave us. They tell us how you turned from God, turned to God, from idols, to serve the living and the true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. So the question that you have to ask yourself today is this. When you were enslaved by this cult, how did it feel when you suddenly realized that you had taken a detour that would never take you to the main attraction? Did it make you feel like that traveler who got snared by the beautiful road signs of the wonders of the sideshow freak? The traveler who got there and realized that they'd wasted all their money on a fake and should have continued down the road for the real attraction at the end of the highway. 
Once you got back on the highway, how does it feel to be on track again? Does it feel like that same traveler now on the highway who will never take another exit until he gets to the main attraction? Friends, there will never be another attraction that will distract me from Jesus Christ. I know that you are thinking the same thing. God bless you. Thank you.